We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parham. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in. Thursday night, Hand Raise Guys, Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parham, Neil McCready here with you tonight. The eve of Neil's um, launching off into the road to Boise, Las Vegas tomorrow. Boise, the Potato Bowl here coming up soon. That and uh, and more. Big story coming out potentially today. Uh, Ross Dellinger, Pat Forty writing about uh, at least private schools for now. We'll see where it jumps from there. Making athletes employees. We'll talk about that a little bit here to uh, tonight. Yep. When you become an employee, you are subject to a lot typically of rules, right? A lot of stuff with your employer. A lot of stuff. And if you don't follow those rules, you can get warned, you get written up, and ultimately you get terminated. Especially in right-to-work states. Yeah. A lot and of so, stuff coming up there. Kind of wondering how that all shakes out. Goes about. Because a lot of the players that potentially want it, they want the good. They don't want the bad. And that's not what you get when you when you jump into that. Well, I mean, you know, I'd like all the good without any of the bad. That'd be good, wouldn't it? You know, I could just pick and choose every outcome. That'd, yeah. be, that'd be awesome. That's Okay, so I get the good. Yeah, we can no make, bad. We can, really can make that work. Should we fix that? You know? Yeah, I, I'm. I'm the prop. Yeah, I've got. Yeah, I'm, I've. I'm gonna figure it out. It, it's it's fine. Okay. <laughs> Need a vacation. You're gonna get. Well, <laughs> you know, I, I'm coming. I'm gonna come back from my vacation, and I'm gonna take a few days. I'm excited about that. I'm sure you are too. We'll get back on the 21st. A reminder to people. And again, this is not directed at fans because I have done this multiple times in the last four days. Okay. So if I'm doing it, I have a suspicion a lot of people are doing it. December the 21st. I'm reiterating this again. This is, I'm doing this for me. This is not, oh, we're doing, okay. this is not directed at you guys. Although there's a few people that probably need to hear this because I'm, I catch myself doing it. Okay. December the 21st is the day that the high school kids can sign. High school. They get off the ramp. It has the December the 21st is a meaningless day to transfer portal guys. 
It's meaningless. Yeah, zero. Zero meaning. It has no meaning at all. Just another day. Unless you want to buy into the, they're waiting for that so that the kid signs and then they can announce that they're coming. Okay. But even then, pretty meaningless. There's a, there's a feeling among some people. And I think it's, I think it's, I'm going to say this word. It's not, it's the recruiting fanatic. They, they want, they, 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 they kind of catch themselves. I think going, it's all going to get done on that day. And it's not all going to get done on that day at all. In, in fact, way. in fact, what did you say? Ole Miss starts on the 20th. Is that correct? Of January? Yes. Uh, it was somewhere in there, but as we read, you technically could get all in all the way to like February the 3rd. That's something. right. That's right. Because we agreed we just sort we, of... Wrapped. We went with January 31st right. as an end date. And that's an early end date. So so it, technically, a, a guy could decide to transfer to Ole Miss on January the 31st, enroll February the 1st, February the 2nd, and, and be good to go. He's never going to sign anything. I by the way, hey Lane, you and me, man, we're on the same page on this promissory deal that's binding. I'm I'm all for it, but there's not one, and so instead, Ra Ra Thomas, for example, he's visiting. Ole Miss went in tonight to visit him, the wide receiver from Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. He's visiting Auburn this weekend. Um, I think in January he's planning to visit Georgia. He's got a month plus. What's today, the 15th? I mean, he's got a month and a half if he wants to take it to make his decision. So December the 21st to Ra Ra Thomas is just December the 21st. It's the winter solstice. It's four days before Christmas. It's, it's all it is. Nada. I mean, it has no meaning unless he chooses to make it meaningful. And he can if he wants. But it, it, it doesn't. There's no pressure on him. There's no deadline on him. Hey, this is the morning. Sign the papers, Ra Ra. There's no papers to sign. So if he chooses to make a decision, there's nothing that signs that binds him anything. He could decide on the 21st that, hey, I'm going to Ole Miss and then decide on the 22nd that I'm going to Auburn and then decide on the 23rd that I'm going to Ole Miss and back and forth. And he could do it forever if he wanted to up until January the 31st. And technically, even later, technically he could decide, you know what? I don't want to go to spring. I don't want to participate in spring. I'm going to wait a minute. And he could do this in May. That's the thing, is that whatever happens here, it's like it might not be as big, but, I mean, you're talking a large percentage extra after spring practice. Yeah. I mean, We're going to do all this rigmarole all one more time. And I, I, so I get, I get, and I'm not making fun of anybody. I'm not. I'm not making fun of other people who do this. I'm not making fun of the, uh, the people who are, who are fanatics about it. I'm not making fun of any. I'm not. I'm not. But I, I, I am trying to be the voice of calm and reason a little bit. If if you're waiting for December the 21st to be the, this build up to this big day, that drum roll, you're, you're in for a, this is just, this is the, the, the calendar has changed. Like I, Ole Miss is in a couple of guys, for the most part, their class of high schoolers is done. They're all committed. They're all solid. Uh, I guess they're still working on Marcel Reed, the quarterback from Brentwood. Tennessee, they're still working on uh, Reese Cano, the, the running back from Texas, who I think they're going to get. Um, 
They're working on Kelly Jones, the cornerback who's committed to uh, Mississippi State, who may or may not visit this weekend, depending on who you talk to. Uh, but for the most part, the high school thing is done. I heard some positives on Marcel Reed with sticking with Ole Miss last night, by the way. I, I think you will. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know this is – hey. Just because the Auburn media tells you something's going to happen – Okay, I mean, just because the Auburn media tells you something's going to happen, I'm going to do, let's do it this way. Just because the Auburn media tells you something's going to happen doesn't mean it's going to happen because the Auburn media thinks they're getting everyone. I won't, I won't even use the C word on it, but sometimes you're just appeasing the masses by telling them that, yes, everyone's coming. Everyone's not coming. Hugh does this a lot. Different coaching staffs, different coaching staffs, Chase, handle things different ways. Some coaching staffs are really buttoned down, and some coaching staffs are really unbuttoned, and they'll tell you that everyone is coming. Everyone is coming. And then the closer you get to signing day, guess what? They don't. Coaches are confident people, and some of them will rattle on and rattle on and rattle on. Go on and on and on. Oh, yeah, no, all good. Call the buddies. Because what you do, look, it's it's a lot like some, let's be real, it's a lot like some recruiting reporters. And this isn't about anybody in general. This is across mm. the country. Yeah. If you say that you're getting everybody and everything's good, you have a lot of good days. Now, you're going to have one really, really, really shitty day when it all comes to head and they mm. don't get all those guys. Yep. But you keep everybody into the sugar and the saccharin for a really long time. It's addictive stuff, man. Oh, man. Oh, it's all good. Hey, so-and-so, so we're in good shape. And then, you know, it just fell, fell through and didn't quite happen. And <sighs> you got to be on a bad day. And in the old days, you could say they cheated. And now it's not even cheating because no. everybody just somebody offered a higher salary. But point being, coaches do the same thing with sources, with Recruiting reporters for everybody. Hey, no, everybody's yeah. good. Everything's good. No, yes. Don't worry about it. It's going to be all right. Going to handle it. No, we're, 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 I mean, I, I used to say this. The worst sourcing in the world on recruiting is a coach. Was coaching. The worst. Now, I'll give this staff some credit without outing anybody. They're pretty realistic. Miss on a few because they're confident people, but they're pretty realistic. Well, and you don't have all the information. I mean, that's the thing about this that we see over the course of time is that even a staff recruiting a kid doesn't have 100% of the information in a lot of instances. Because no. they don't they don't 100% know what's going on with this school and the kid or this school and the kid. Or And if a kid's telling us four schools that he's coming. It's not underrated because everybody knows this, but the biggest key that nobody talks about in recruiting is figuring out who the decision maker is and having the right one in your corner. Yeah. That's maybe the thing that it's about. Uh, by the way, uh, Hand Raised Guys brought to you uh, by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Different names, but the same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, you can call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, you can call the people at Southern, 662-429-4429. It's about to get really cold here. Uh, we, we make a lot of Boise jokes. The truth is, next week in Oxford, it's actually, it might be colder in North Mississippi than it's going to be in Idaho. So uh, you might want to, if the heating system is a little on the fritz, right now is a good time to get in touch with the people at Comer and Southern and make sure you're good to go. Uh, I should tell you that this will be the Friday Oxford Exxon podcast. I'll let Chase tell you about the Oxford Exxon in a moment. 
we're coming to you from the um, somewhat renovated, somewhat still under construction. Very much pardon our progress right now. <laughs> True. Uh, Clark Ford Studios, 662-257-1900 is the number you call for Clark Ford. You just ask Corey what uh, – what, tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. Ask him for a quote. He'll send you one uh, within 15 minutes in business hours. Right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you. We will take a few calls in a little bit on the uh, Rafters Music and Food Hotline. I'm not going to take a ton because this needs to be uh, a short night for us. I've got some recruiting I need to write. I've got a football story I need to write. I've still got some organization to do, uh, some leaving tomorrow to go uh, on our uh, our trip, which is brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel, by the way. So um, the people at Rain and Monster we're uh, going to meet with the people at in at Monster on Monday in Boise. Looking forward to that. So um, keep your fingers crossed on on something happening there. And we're brought to you, uh, like I said, Rafters on the Square is the perfect place for your Christmas party or gathering. Still got some time if you're uh, planning something here in the next nine, ten days. Eight, nine days, I should say. Uh, they can accommodate parties of 10 to 500 great food with a Cajun flair, holiday drinks, and a festive atmosphere. Call Genie 601-842-0948 to request a catering menu and reserve a date. Uh, Chase, before we forget, tell the people about uh, Oxford Exxon. Yeah, maybe you're coming to town this weekend. If you're doing that, you uh, can't get the lunch specials. Those are only fun Monday through Friday, but you have one more day of that tomorrow. It's uh, spaghetti and meatballs is the lunch special tomorrow. Any size fountain drink, bread coming along with that. If you're coming this weekend, let them take care of your dinner with ribs. Hotter, I'm sorry, not hot or cold. Hot would be preferred there. Wet or cold dry. Ribs. Wet or dry would be the uh, the way to go. Either way, they'll wrap them up, call ahead. They'll be waiting on you there with the Oxford Exxon and all Blue Sky locations in Mississippi. So uh, take care of that. And then remember, when Monday gets here, you set lunch specials, and we'll uh, we'll go over there when go over those when the uh, the time comes. Um, I should. Just, we got a text from Ben a few minutes ago. Looks like he got a pretty nice buck today. He sent us some sent us a deer photo today. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I know. He's making he's gonna make our boy Tyler jealous with that one. Got a got a got got one going on. Um <clears throat> to be packed. Um so what are you wearing to the game? I'm pretty packed. Um Try not to overdo it because it's gonna be it's not that cold. It's gonna be thirty something. It, yeah, you're 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 this it's gonna is, snow. It's going to snow, but that's okay. Actually, that makes means it's going to be a little bit, and it won't be so bad, frankly. Because when it's really cold, it, that's not when it snows. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to wear, I'm going to be bundled up in my lower Do you have this t-shirt part. thing? I've got a t-shirt. The potatoes thing? It's the potato log. It says potatoes have feelings too. Is it our logo? Our logo. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got the rain. So are you going to get on TV? I mean, are we working on that? I, I don't know. Do I need to make some calls? I mean, you you probably know some people. I mean, look. Do we need to handle that? I mean, if somebody wants to have a conversation about the ethical treatment of potatoes, I'll 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 do my best. I've yet to come up with the exact way that the phraseology needs some work. Still, I'm not sure that how exactly potatoes are mistreated, but I I feel confident that they are, and uh, I'm, I want to I want to advocate advocate for potatoes to be treated more fairly. Um, but yeah, I got some stuff. Got a heated vest under the t-shirt. I'm gonna be bundled just in case. Got a, got a, got a, got a got an undershirt. We'll see what happens. It'll be all right. You gonna wear a Raiders jersey to the Sunday, the game Sunday? <clears throat> I I haven't thought about that, but 
I'm more excited about the hockey game on Saturday night than I am the Raiders. Are y'all doing hockey? Yeah. Okay. Well, that is the better part. I, you perked me up there. I went, oh, well. Okay. I know. NHL in person. Yeah, now now we're in. Okay. I'm, I'm, Golden, Golden Knights and Islanders on Saturday night. The Islanders have been pretty good lately. Have they? Right? I don't know. I just like I like in-person hockey. I'm in. You don't like care who it is? No. I mean, for the most part, NHL hockey yeah. players are really good and professional athletes. Nice. They're they're really good, and I'm I'm told that's a great place to go to a game. So I'm kind of excited about it. Um, but Raiders, Patriots, yeah, sure, I'll cheer for the Raiders. Why not? I don't really like the Patriots very much, so I can cheer for the Raiders. I do like their uniforms. I'm not going to wear a jersey, but I do like their uniforms. You're not going to get a jersey. I don't. I don't anticipate dropping a couple hundred bucks on a Raiders jersey for no particular reason. Cap. I might get a cap or something. Who knows. Yeah, I don't think like Derek Carr, Devontae Adams jersey sounds like the way to go. That is not. I mean, I like Derek. Who do they Carr. play? Patriots. Oh, Patriots. Okay. Yeah, I'll yell at Belichick a little. Pull bit. for the Raiders. I will for sure. I hate the Patriots. Why? I don't know. I don't like Why? them. I've never liked them. Does that include the Celtics and the Red Sox too? Is it a Boston thing or is it just a Patriots? You know, it's thing? funny. I don't cheer for Boston teams. Do you not? No, I don't. See, really... I find myself typically cheering for Boston teams over New York teams. Really. I, and again, no reason. I mean, but like I always cheered for the Giants against the Patriots. Well, but I mean, I catch myself kind of cheering for the Yankees against the Red Sox. I don't know why. I don't really care one way or the other, and I don't like the Knicks or the Celtics particularly. I don't cheer for Brooklyn because I'm not cheering for KD. I kind of like the Celtics just because no real reason, but sure. Um, and I mean, I say grew up. I mean, I guess '03. I was, I was, I was in college, but. I grew up with the Red Sox trying to win. So, like, yeah. I always kind of pull for them as the underdog against the Yankees. So, that was, you know, because we got that on Sunday Night Baseball every time they played. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's really, for my generation, the only kind of sporting event that was nationally televised that, that mattered. Because for you, you had still had football on Saturdays where, like, the game of the week was the big deal game of the week. Oh, sure. Well, I didn't grow up in that era. We had a lot of games all the time. Yeah. But baseball, <clears throat> still that Sunday night game was the Sunday night game. I think it's the reason why, for me, like even to this date, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Miami, Tennessee, there's they have a certain cachet in my mind because they were the game of the week so often. Keith Jackson, Alabama, Notre Dame, Alabama, Penn State, those kind of games. Oklahoma, Nebraska, Miami, Notre Dame. USC UCLA was always a big national game. Those, yeah, sure. ga- those games still resonate with me. I think because of my childhood. Yeah. No, it doesn't. It doesn't extend to the Patriots in football. I would pull for the Giants out of those three teams between Boston and the Junior teams out of those three. Um, I remember Steve Grogan for sure. Absolutely. Hey, wore, wore that nice uniform well. I mean, that was the great uniform from the Pats, and 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 wore it well. Steve Grogan, Burt Jones, Roger Staubach, Terry Bradshaw, Jim Hart, Ken Stabler. I mean, those were my guys. Dan Fouts, Dan Pastorini. I mean, Ron Jaworski. Oh. Phil Sims. Yeah. I mean, Phil Sims was like early 80s. 
I was 11, 12 years old. Because Sims was the quarterback on the 86 Giants team. He's the one that got hurt and Hostetler replaced Yeah, but that was Super Bowl 25. That was They beat the Bills in the first Bills Super Bowl in, 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 in that one. Yeah, I was Because that was also Whitney Houston's national anthem game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think we talked about this. That's the first Super Bowl I really remember. Yeah. Like where I sat down and remember the whole thing was Bills was Giants over Bills. Isn't that funny? The first Super Bowl I remember was Super Bowl, I guess, 11, Vikings and Raiders. Fran Tarkenton, Ken Stabler. I remember watching that with my dad and Rustin. It was at the, uh, I want to say it was at, where was it at? Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum, I think, or the Rose Bowl, one or the other. I remember Vince Ferragamo against the Steelers. Ram Steelers. Well, the reason I it, it was the right age for me to sit down and really watch it and, and understand what I was watching. And it was Whitney and it was the Bills and it was close. And I remember the Giants had the late drive with Otis, Otis Anderson and just yeah. getting the ball down and Hostetler and the whole deal. But I tell you what did it too was I had like this NFL films thing, you know, they would release like the season things. And for some reason that was a year that I mean as a kid that I kept watching over and over again. So it tells you the story of the season. So I like, I don't think I actually have memories of the games. I think I have memories of this video as I grew up and watched it over and over and over again in the next off season or whatever. And that's, that's how that, that, that's how that went on. Um, because I remember even like some of the bills playoff games and things as they got to the Super Bowl, And that's the only way I would know that I wouldn't have, I mean, it wasn't like I was a bills fan at that point or anything, but did you have an NFL? Yes. The saints. Did you have an NFL team? Your whole childhood? It was the Saints from okay. day one. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I mean, I was I, I started going to Saints games when I was little. Okay. So, no, that's – because, you know, the, the, my, my weird thing with the Saints is – and what we're aware of how much they lost. I didn't see a Saints loss. It went, went a lot until high school. Really? At least. Yeah, like the Saints won, like, my first nine games or something. Oh, wow. I mean, they should put me off payroll the way that they thing should. was going. I mean, because think about it now. Yeah, that was that's crazy right there. I, I did not realize that the uh, the Bills, the ones that lost to the Giants twenty to nineteen in the Norwood kick game. Yeah, they won the AFC Championship game fifty one to three. Yeah, destroyed uh, um, 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 the Raiders. Raiders. That's right. Fifty one to three. They were a great team. Wow, getting to four Super Bowls in a row. Think about that. How hard it is to get to the Super Bowl four years in a row. Forget winning and losing. Winning your conference. Just getting there. Look at the Saints. As good as they were. Frankly, their best teams didn't win one. It's so hard to get there. Look at this year. I mean, there's three super teams in the AFC. They're not all going to the Super Bowl. I get they got a ring, but... There will be a level of sports fan that that Rams game haunts me forever because they would sure. have beaten the Patriots. Oh, it's more than fair. I really think they would have beaten the Patriots. It's more than fair. I'm just checking something. Yeah, you're fine. We good? Oh, yeah, we're fine. Rolling along? No issues? Yeah, I'm, I'm checking to make sure that I've got this system paired in case we... For calls? Yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm actually connected. Really? You know... Your boys learned a little bit over the years. I mean, we picked up Jeffrey this morning like a champ. There was no issue on that at all. Yeah, I'm connected. 
I was laughing today. You know, we, we do it with A&M and Love You Grind, but Auburn to an extent. I was talking to somebody who has had very little um, experience in this part of the country, but uh, we were discussing teams and universities across whatever. For the ACC, um, everybody calls Clemson the cult over there. Yeah. I, I learned that today. I was yeah. not aware of that. But after I was told that, I went, you know, I get it. With the lake. I get it. <laughs> You're saying all of it. It's How y'all doing? <laughs> What's up? I keep saying, you know how to go. Nope, not going to go. Yeah, I was running through like a couple of universities, got to Clemson, and the person went, Colt. Okay, there you go. All right. Well, yep. Fair enough. No argument. Uh, I know Troy. Is that really the only other bowl game you're even sort of interested in watching here in this early slate? Um, yeah, Troy, UTSA is a good game tomorrow. Is that, be, is that tomorrow? It's tomorrow. I'll be in the air. Hopefully I can see it on like a computer or something, iPad, whatever. Um, I picked all the games last night during the TV timeouts. Um, I haven't opened it yet. I'll do it when we get done here. Is it? Did you just do scores? I, I did a sentence on each one. Did you? Yeah. I, I mean, a few, it was just, hey, I don't know. Because you don't know. I mean, yeah. But there's some good games. I have to, I'd have to look at it to remember the schedule. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm go, going to the Vegas Bowl. So Florida versus Oregon State. I think Oregon State's going to destroy them. But I'm interested in the game to a degree. The first game is tomorrow in the Bahamas. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, UAB and um, it's one of your MAC teams. Which one is it? Oh, uh, UAB and Miami of Ohio. There you go. Yeah, the Duluth Trading Cure Bowl is as you mentioned. It's Troy and UTSA. That's a good game. That's for for a. Mm, it's a really good. game. That's a good game. The Fenway Bowl is the Fenway Bowl. Um, they had some coaching drama in this offseason. Who didn't? Um, I don't know. Louisville, Cincinnati. Oh, Literally, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Went to oh, the, battle of, the battle of Scott Satterfield. Satterfield. Yeah. They're going to really hate each other. The Cricket Celebration Bowl. Uh, Who is in the Celebration Bowl? That's uh, uh, Jackson State. It is. And, is uh, Dion coaching? I think so. Is he? Okay. Jackson State, is it NCA&T? It's NC Central. Okay, NC Central. Yeah. Is that the one that's always pretty good? Yeah, they're pretty good. Okay. Uh, the Mexico Bowl. You know, isn't it? I'm going to stop in a second, guys. I promise. The New Mexico Bowl. Uh-huh. No. BYU-SMU. Oh. How does a bowl end up at University Stadium in Albuquerque? Some organization somewhere decided, by God, we're going to sponsor a bowl. How, how does a bowl end up at Crampton Bowl in Montgomery? What a way to spend your Christmas, by the way. Hey, fellas. We really owe Birmingham an apology, don't we? Yeah. We, we really kind of do. Hey, is, fellas. It, we, could be Bur- it could be Montgomery. Like, isn't Buffalo in that game? In, in this game? In the Camellia Bowl? Like the December the 26th or something? Where it's like, wait a minute. Why did we win this game? So we have to go where? For Christmas? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Crampton Bowl in Montgomery, Alabama is Georgia Southern Buffalo, the Camellia Bowl. Tuesday, December 27th. I mean, how crappy is that? 
What are you going to do for Thanksgiving for Christmas in Montgomery? Hey, Rick. You think they've got a bowl schedule yet? Did you see where they sent one out today? I did. What is the scenic things to do in Montgomery? I guess you could go visit the Capitol. Is that? I mean. I mean, like, seriously, what will they, what will they do with them? Well, they got a Buffalo Wild Wings. Is there a bomb Howers there? I'm not sure. Probably. It, I'm always amazed at the business Baumhauer's gets in Tuscaloosa. I mean, it is just oh, yeah. freaking kicking yeah. all the time. Always. I mean, out the door. There was one in uh, Daphne that we used to go to all the time. Really? Yeah. Is it better than Buffalo Wild Wings? I mean, I've eaten there, but I don't really it's, remember. It's the same. When you had little kids, you know, they had chicken tenders and crayons. They really, there really should be a Breaking Bad like theme to the Albuquerque Bowl. I mean, crisis, if we're gonna do it, let's crisis yeah. witness murders. <laughs> that would be cool if they called it the Breaking Bad Bowl. Paint what it. else you got? I mean, seriously, why not? Take paint the field white. Sure, or even like the blue. You know, it's got the little hue. Blue, you got the little yeah. blue hue color in yeah. it because he go all in. Just saying. At least take, a, make it, make take it, them around and do like sightseeing at the different locations they shot the show at over yeah. the course of the thing. I mean, take them to the four corners place where the four states connect. Is it Nevada, Colorado, Utah, and uh, Arizona? Arizona. Yeah. Is where they, they all the connect? little thing. Yeah. In one spot. The four, yeah. The four states. That is kind of cool. It is. Like you can be in four states in like six seconds. Yeah. Well, you, you can basically stand on the middle and be in four sort states. of in all, in all four states at once. It's a way to really knock some off your list if you're one of those trying to go do 50. All right, question. Yeah, sure. If you've never been to a state, but you fly into the state and land at the airport, does it count? Not if you're only in the airport. Because okay. I would like to count it because there's a couple states that I've done that to. Yeah. Like, I've only been to Utah, Salt Lake. I've been in the airport. That's it. But, but you don't no, count that as having no, been there? No, 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 no. You have to... You have to... I'll give you if you take one step outside the airport, it counts. So but if you have like a the two, airport is like international waters. So if you have like you a don't two hour count. if you have a two hour layover and you leave and then come back and clear if you leave the airport. Yeah, if you take a step out of the airport and it just counts. walk outside, sure. you've been to Utah. Sure. But if you're in the airport, you're international waters. That is a safe space. <laughs> that does not technically count. That's like being in an embassy in a foreign country. Like, mm-mm. If I'm just in the U.S. Embassy in every country, I hadn't visited that country. Mm-mm, no way. This, this is this is a this is not even a question. Okay. You don't disagree. No, I don't disagree. I, 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 I've been to Michigan before. Oh, so where I, have you been? Oh, I went to Utah. Where'd you eat? Well, they had a TGI Fridays in the airport. <laughs> like it doesn't count. I've been I've been to Michigan, so I, landing in Detroit doesn't add to my list. I've never been to Utah, and I'm flying through Salt Lake City, and so I'm I'm like, does that count? You so you're telling me when I when I land at the Boise Airport, I'm not officially in Idaho until I leave the airport. One hundred percent. Okay. And I mean, you're obviously going to. So yes, we can go ahead and check it out. At the, I mean, check it off the list at that point. But no, if you're no. So if I want to count Utah, I've got to leave and then come back and clear security again. That is correct. But if I walk out ten feet out of the airport, sure, into the parking lot. I'm a Utahan for that because you would have the ability to take a picture with the mountains in the backdrop or whatever. Okay. And yeah, feel free, all good. Okay. Because I mean, if because if we're doing that, would you? I mean, 
what's the difference in that? And if you're doing one of those Southwest flights that does the jumping, but you stay on the plane, you're technically on the ground and you didn't even breathe the air. It's pressurized. That's true. No, this, this is, Oh, I'm just curious. I'm, I'm not arguing. That's, if the airport's connected to the hotel, Jenner says she uh, got stuck in Cleveland overnight. If you go to a hotel, you're in the state. You are. You're Even in, if it's the airport hotel. You're in the state. Because it's not like the hotel is literally in the terminal. Even if it is, you left, you're in the state. You spent the night in that state. Your phone would record. Yeah, she says, you. but it counts even if I spent the night in a Sydney airport. I'm with her. You think even if you spent the night in the airport, it counts. Your phone would tell the person that you're in Cleveland in her case. So, so what it would if I just lay over for five minutes? Uh, well, I mean, technically you were there. It's like having a hole in one on a part three course and going, oh, let me tape my hole in one. Doesn't count. The hell it wouldn't. It doesn't count. I'm going to tell you, if I ever hit a hole in one, <laughs> that's all I'm talking about. It doesn't count if it's on a par three course. The holes are shorter and you have 18 opportunities. No. You wouldn't feel good about it. If you counted Utah in that way, you would know deep down that it's not exactly 100% right. I mean, yeah. But at the same time, I'm technically there. Well, then if you flew over a state... No, you're, you're not there. You flew over. You didn't land. You didn't ever touch the ground. You didn't touch the ground either. You touched an elevated story in an airport. So if I leave and step on the parking lot... You're good. Two feet outside. Sure. And just sure. come back in and go through... Yeah. Yeah. So we we have a new number. I've got to present this new number. So you're going to have to talk to the people for a minute. Okay. We've got some arguments about Cleveland going in our thread here. I like Cleveland, by the way. Neil has really liked them outside of 2016. And even then, you kind of liked them. You just They were the enemy by, by circumstance. He actually wants the Indians or the, sorry, the Guardians to win a title at this point. Well, they're spending more money than the Cubs. Well, hell, you and I are spending more money in the Cubs. I mean, Brock Purdy uh, leading more touchdown drives there for the 49ers. They have jumped ahead of the Seahawks. I mean, I am beginning to wonder if we've got a little bit of a Wally Pip situation going on, even though, frankly, I mean, the Niners were already trying to get rid of Garoppolo anyway when they were starting Trey Lance at the beginning of the year. But this is, this is shaping up to be kind of interesting. I mean, the... The 49ers are going to win a few games, and they are going to be a sack of it in the playoffs. I mean, I, I like the Eagles more, but it's close. Oh, and they're going to get Debo Samuel back. He's only out a couple weeks. And that's when you know you had the year where it's just working out for you because, as you said the other day when it happened, that thing looked like it was torn all to pieces. And when he gets up and is relatively fine, that said so much where you go, oh, okay. Oh, it made you it. wonder because the way they all reacted, I thought he'd blown his knee up, torn, broken stuff. And that's not what happened. All right, that's the new number if you want to call. We're not going to stay super late tonight, like I said, but 
one four six four, I think. What is four two six prefix? Like, what town is that going to come up as? I think it's going to come up as like Como. Oh, really? Or something like that. Okay. Chauncey asking, would I keep the same philosophy if claiming what countries you've been to? If you had a layover in a country, yeah. If you had a layover in Paris, you've been to France. You just haven't. You have to qualify it as I didn't get to go anywhere. I was at the airport, but you technically were in France. So you're arguing you're going to get to count in Utah. No, I mean, it doesn't matter anymore, but it's one of the places I haven't been. It's Carson got home. Oh, it's the garage. We're, <laughs> the we're above the garage. The JV had a game tonight, so he went. Uh, okay. Oh. All right. Hey, who do we have? All right, hold on. I got to get you paired here. Hold on. Did you hang up on him? I don't think so. I heard a beep. All right. All right, hold on, hold on. Everybody hang tight. I'm trying to get... Okay, who, who do we have? Hey, who do Hello? we have? Hey, who do we have? This is Steve in Greenville. Hey, Steve, what's up, man? Hey, uh, not much. I just thought I'd tell you, there's an article. I just put it in the stream, but... It's about uh, potatoes being abused in Belgium. Oh, fill me in. Oh, I can't read it. It's behind a paywall. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what site's it on? Hold on one second. Uh, I'll tell you. Because uh, I, I tell you what, we can't, we can't, ha- we can't have that. We cannot have potatoes mistreated in Belgium. What are they doing to them? I, don't, I mean, I don't know, but some, something. If the media says it happened, it happened. Plaza.com. Well, I can't say I've got a sub there. Can't help you out on that one. Yeah. Freshplaza.com. But uh, anyway, uh, I just wanted to make sure, because you said you hadn't done, done any research yet, so I figured I'd do it for you. Well, I certainly appreciate that. That is very very kind of you. Uh, it's what they pay me the big bucks for. Absolutely. All right, guys. Y'all have a good night. All right, Steve. I do see Belgium is having a ton of problems with potatoes when I did a Google search. It's the nation's favorite root vegetable, and they are having a severe decline in production. Or waiting on any more calls. We we mentioned it in the opening a little bit. Sounds weird again. I don't know. I guess you hear me fine. I hear you fine. Um, this employee thing. Couple things to this. I don't have the story up in front of me. But what is happening is there's another push to at least give athletes the ability to be employees from a school. Um, on its face, it's just a private school measure. Right now, that's all that is being um anticipated or attempted to break into this is from a private school standpoint, though people believe that if were that if that were to happen and get voted on and approved, it would also lead to public schools um, at some point quickly as well. And the argument from an athlete is that it would allow them to get into collective bargaining measures for all revenue based 
upon that. Um, but it has a lot more neg- negative side effects of it in a lot of different ways as well. Go ahead, Neil. We'll just kind of continue as we. Hey, who do we have? Right, hey, hang on, Glass. Hold on. I've got to. I've got to figure out how to get you. For whatever reason, your phone's not wanting to go to Bluetooth, and this is a, a new thing that I'm learning. So hold tight. I don't know how to get to him. See, it's not wanting to let me do it. Hey, who do we have? Hey, who do we have? Hey, who do we have? I'm here. Is this Glass? Yes. Hey, what's up, man? There you go. Um, all right. I was I listened to Parker's early day, and y'all was talking about Kermit and all, and I didn't really get into it a whole bunch. Just talking about how about And I was going to kind of get your opinion because you kind of been around the program a lot, Kermit, with Kermit and all. I kind of think with people like kind of run around. Kermit semi did, you know, in and out situation, you know, might be different, but after his first season, even kind of his second season, people are really invested and recruiting efforts were there more than probably so than, than Andy ever had. And when he more so, I, I get it publicly, but even privately, he really hyped that his third season, hyped that team, um, players that, uh, he let it be known that needed to get the people went out and got for him. Uh, for whatever reason, it pan out, and people really even started questioning their evaluations. And yeah, it's more after than that fair. third season, is pretty much every money went. It's it's. I, I, really I think, think it's that kind of started. If he had been even, go ahead. I think you're more than fair. I think that's true. I, I, it's something I've. It's the over over promise and under deliver, as opposed to under promise and over deliver. When you tell a fan base for an entire offseason how good a team is going to be and then it's not good you have created expectations if you if 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 i invite you over for dinner and i tell you man this dinner is going to be absolutely incredible it is going to be one of the best dinners you have ever eaten glass you will you will think about this dinner for years to come okay i'm building expectations and if that dinner ends up being just kind of good you leave disappointed. The flip side is if I tell you, hey, Glass, listen. Um, the oven's kind of broken. We're doing the best we can. We're going to do the best we can. We're going to try to make we're it gonna good. We're going to get you fed. Hey, you're gonna have a, we're going to feed you. We're going to have a good conversation. The beer's going to be cold. We're going to have some wine. It's going to be okay. And then you sit down for dinner, and it's delectable. And you're like, man, this is amazing. You leave going, God, that, that was incredible. Even though maybe it really wasn't, but it's all about expectations. And I I agree completely. For whatever reason, Kermit does that a lot. And I think he's tried to sell tickets, I, but it's been it, it it doesn't translate once But if I tell you the dinner's going to be awesome, yeah, oh, Chase. I I'm not arguing. Just, it's gotta be awesome. Yeah. This podcast brought to you in part by the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. The Rebels are headed to Houston to battle the Red Raiders of Texas Tech in the Tax Act Texas Bowl, December 28th, 8 o'clock for that one. So if you need to buy tickets, OleMissTix.com still available. And then remember, as we uh, get to the end of the year, continuing efforts to uh, make Ole Miss a premier destination for athletes and students alike, you can uh, help out by sustaining the momentum with uh, supporting Ole Miss Athletics with year-end giving. That's year-end giving. 
you know, get a little help there toward the end of uh, all the way to December 31st when they can run your cards to that final day. Give to athletics.com, championsnowolemiss.com, or call the office 662-915-7159. Podcast also brought to you by Style Assembly, Oxford's newest women's boutique on the square. Clothing, jewelry, shoes, purses, sunglasses, accessories, and more. The folks at Style Assembly know what a pain it is for guys to shop for ladies, so that's why they simplify the process with wish list. Just have her fill out a list at the store over the phone, and Kate, the owner, and her team will keep it on file, so all you have to do is stop by and choose something off the list. You'll get the exact gifts she wants, down to the correct colors and sizes. They'll even gift wrap it for you for free. It's perfect for Christmas, birthdays, anniversaries, Mother's Days, or any special occasion. They also ship straight to your door, and don't forget about the gift cards. They can gift wrap those as well, and they never expire. So stop by the store, 203 North Lamar in Oxford, or call them 662-638-3163, or DM at Shop Style Assembly on social media. Podcast also brought to you by Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. Seven different flavors available for you, including the most recent, the uh, barbecue shrimp, the uh, barbecue flavored shrimp. It is the uh, it's the best one to me. Tried it. It is amazing. So get it and for any of the other ones shipped directly to your door. Use code MPW. If you're a first time buyer, you get $20 off when you do that. It's easy. It takes care of dinner on a night where you need a little help. Fewer than 10 minutes. Freezer to plate with restaurant quality shrimp with prime shrimp. Again, New Orleans style barbecue flavor. An excellent addition to the lineup there. Podcast also brought to you by Johnson Hill Creamery, johnsonhillcreamery.com. Go to their Instagram page. Go to their website at Johnson Hill Creamery. You can order most things right there. They've got some great holiday items for you. They've got tons of cookie options, including those Santa cookies. Let them handle that for you. Give the big guy the best there is with Johnson Hill Creamery. A dozen cookies, three different flavors for that. And then their new gift box option available in the shop. Two house cheeses, two select artisan cheeses made in store every day. Prosciutto, sopracetta, olives, truffle honey, and fruit all wrapped up and ready to go for the perfect gift. So that's johnsonhillcreamery.com or 662-419-9201. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. 
Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Right? I mean, if a restaurant... Well, disagree a little bit, Chase. Is he... I run around some circles investing in basketball and have talked around coming a little bit and he didn't just do it publicly he did it privately two people directly yeah yeah that are invested that were invested in basketball i mean it wasn't just the public i get the public deal you're trying to sell t-shirts but he did it probably some people that are really invested in basketball and it is not up to him and his tenure no i agree with that i i completely agree it's not a it's not a popular take but i agree with it and and there's it, because because it makes you wonder when it's done privately if you fully understand what it takes to win in this league, the kind of player that it takes to win in this league. That's exactly right. That's the conversation that's been happening. And even yeah. question their evaluation. Should we really be given what we're giving because can we trust their evaluation? Are we wasting our money? Yeah. It's, it, listen, I, I, it, it's whether it's right or wrong, it's more than fair. I, 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 I'll, get, I'll probably piss some people off by saying that, but, it, but it, it's true. It's more than fair if you if you say all of that. You uh you got to deliver it, and and it's it's one of the reasons you got to be so careful in the preseason. With with it, it, I had people say, "How come you aren't you guys aren't doing basketball content this football season?" And my answer was honestly because I'm not convinced they're going to be good. I'm not convinced Ruffin's going to be healthy, and I don't want to do all that hype stuff because. In January, people go, but Neil, you said they were good. And my response is, no, I quoted them saying they were good. But it gets lost in translation, and I just chose not to do it this year. And if I'm perfectly honest right That's now. That's more on your part. If I'm perfect, yeah, if I'm perfectly honest right now, I'm kind of glad that I did it the way that I did it. And, and look, I hope they shock I hope they shock me. I hope they shock you. I hope they win a bunch of games. I love covering the NCAA tournament. I would love for this team to make the tournament. I would love to cover a tournament team. They don't look like one. And the other thing, I, I was for Kermit being gone last year, and I agree with Jeffrey's take that he's still here this year because of the situation with Keith and AD now. Is that, I mean, I because I, I know some things that I mean, there was his first two years, there was more recruiting money there, however you want to take, than, than Annie really ever had. There was investment, major, more investment. I'm not saying it's Kentucky investing, anything like that, but it's more investment than Ole Miss has had in a long time. Yeah. Hey, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, brother. Hey, who do we have? Oh, lost him. Still learning this system a little bit. Yeah, I was looking up a couple things to help you with a couple different things. We'll hit before the, the next time. Yeah, I think there's some there's some things that I could do differently, but I'm not exactly sure what they are. And it tries to... Uh, it tries to disconnect me all the time. Hey, caller, who do we have? This is Jake. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, yeah, so just tagging on to the basketball stuff, you guys talked about how, you know, we got to make it a priority and you can't punt on basketball. 
mean, what's the what's the downside if you do punt and funnel any extra dollars you have into basketball and football where the you know the returns got more chance to make an impact and actually win championships? Yeah, the downside is that you just can't be irrelevant in 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 a major sport that that bridges frankly football to everything you just you it just, occupies your winter and your early spring and it it i mean it's it's morale you don't want to be bad at men's basketball it's an important sport across the country for each school to be competitive at in, in, in a lot of ways it's a revenue generator i mean they're just high school kids take you're visits not max in, well that's in february point. right a high school kid takes a visit in february and it's 37 degrees outside you can go hey we have this great baseball team it's 37 degrees yet you have this nice really nice basketball arena i mean you, you look the answer is and this is and i realize this is the easy answer and people go well well if it were that easy but the answer is you're good at everything you got to be you got to you got to try to be good at everything I mean, there's like five or six sports that resonate, and you have to try to be good in all of them. And it's football, obviously. It's basketball, both men's and women's, but primarily men's. It's baseball, it's softball, and it's soccer. And maybe volleyball. Those are the sports that kind of resonate a little bit to some degree, and you need to try to be good at them. But you punting on men's basketball is just – it's so stupid that it's not an option. I mean, it's it's just not. It's it's too important. How much more investment to to get to the championship level do you need as like a percentage? So, and what does that get you if you put it into one of the other sports? I mean, look, the only other sport that you could justify putting it into, as opposed to basketball, is football. That's it. Um, and and and. Agree. And you're kind of doing that anyway. I mean, yeah. that's kind of the problem right now. Is that it's. I mean. There, there's there's not a ton of, of of opportunity from a basketball standpoint at this moment. Um, yeah, I mean you don't the the money necessary for basketball to be competitive is a pretty large number. But here's the thing: I mean, look, yeah, be good, try to win championships and everything. But that's something we're talking about. It's just I mean, a million dollars a million dollars a year would do it. Yeah, I mean, I could. All right. I mean, a million dollars a year would do it. A million dollars a year will get you nowhere in football. Million dollars a year would make you relevant in basketball. It would. All right. Well, appreciate it, guys. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for the call. I mean, that's that's the truth. I mean, those are kind of the rough numbers. Yeah, depending on maintaining your own roster. Yeah. Hey, who do we have? Hold on, hold on. We get you on Bluetooth. Hold on. All right, go go ahead. Got you. Go ahead. All right, hey, this is uh, Robert here. Hey, Robert. Got What's a up? couple things. Uh, one, starting with football, and we always – not much. Uh, we talk about uh, NIL and uh, how much it's changing football, and we all of us have complaints and, and thoughts of how we want to fix it, but what if you changed it to where – uh, you had to be either a junior to receive NIL to help with recruiting of the high school player. Uh, would that help any to be able to change it to you had to be in a certain level of college to be able to obtain this? 
I mean, the two problems is that they would never do it. Um, just because, I mean, again, everybody is terrified right now of doing anything anti-player. Um, and two, that defeats sort of the old, in a lot of ways, the whole purpose of what they're doing because that would take away even the real NIL, the way it was actually written up um, for half your roster, if you will, at that point. So, I mean, I understand. I mean, in a utopian way, yeah, sure, it would help. But, I mean, it's just people, or if anything, are going the other direction, which is why we keep having the conversations of what does this do to the sport long term and what does this look like? Um, it, it it just isn't. It, it's just not where their heads are at all. If anything, you're still trying to slow down the momentum from it being so pro player that it's killing the sport. Um, and you don't want to take away the ability to do some legitimate stuff, even if you were in like again in a utopian way cracking down on it. But I mean, this train's headed way down the tracks without brakes right now. I mean, because even the employee thing creates. Do what? I'm I'm kind of on your side of this. I do believe that it, it kind of will uh, derail the train of college football eventually. It, it just looks like it's going to end up being something that most of us fans don't like from the point of view of of where uh, the kids aren't. They're, they're mercenaries. Y'all keep look, talking about I mean, that. Th- th- I, this I is that. yeah. Look, this is not a complicated thing. I mean, I know I'm beating a dead horse here, but at the end of the day, it's very, very, very simple is more and more and more of the liability is on the fan. They're pay, having to pay for players through these collect collectives. They're having to show up. Mm-hmm. They're having to do attendance. They're having to watch on TV. Everything is indicted by the fan from that standpoint. And yet, from the opposite side, what is the fan getting? Less and less and less and less by the day. They don't know the players. They're not able to build emotional attaches, attachments to them three and four years. The, the games are longer. Everything's more expensive. I mean, the athletic departments aren't paying the, the collectives. The fans are. So at the mm-hmm. end of the day, the fans are getting right. less and less and less for more and more and more. It, it's it's a level of fan inflation that is not at all sustainable long term. Right. So the second part of this is basketball. And I love watching the basketball program, but it is extremely hard to watch. And I worked with a uh, the mother of a recruit that was recruited by both Mississippi State and Old Miss. And uh, she said the only reason Old Miss did not get said recruit was uh, she felt as though Kermit played a role player in her house other than just be himself. And if he would have been himself, her kid would have been an Old Miss. It's just impossible for us to comment on that because we don't know the. You know what right. I mean? I mean, it's just it's, it's impossible. Right. I, yeah. I, I don't. You know, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, re- just, recruiting's hard. I mean, yeah, you know, I, I got that. But you did leave one of the ones you ought to, you ought to start focusing on a little more. And I don't know how many people here like it. it. It's softball. It's becoming a larger and larger sport. It's fun to watch. It's one of the more sport, the more fun sports to watch yep. that's on TV because it does give you the two-hour perfect window. Yep, there's scoring. It can happen in a heartbeat. And when you add Texas and Oklahoma to that softball league, I mean, you're going to talk about the previous like eight or nine winners of college softball is going to be in the SEC at that point. So that's, one, that's another one that money should be going into. It's arguable that it's the number two viewing TV sport there is behind football. Yeah. And from yeah. a college standpoint. Well, yeah. the TV You can argue that watching a softball game is from gameplay. I'm not being weird at all. No. And from a straight gameplay standpoint is more enjoyable than men's basketball. The TV people will tell you that they love it because it's what you said. It's, 
It's somewhere, two hours. It's somewhere between an hour fifty and two hours and seven minutes. And it moves. Go go go, go 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 go. As opposed to a baseball game, which plotting. You can get to a Sunday SEC baseball game, and the pitching's a little worn out, and a lot of pitching changes, and it's fourteen to eleven. And four hours and 20 minutes in, the network's like, we're an hour and 30 minutes behind our program. This is a nightmare. And they don't want to do it. And and then people are like, why don't they televise more baseball games? It's because it's... There's a reason when the SEC does Thursday night baseball after the thing is like their version of SportsCenter or whatever that thing's called, and then some programming they can alter. It's not like live sport into live sport into live sport because... Good luck with that window, figuring that 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 bad boy well, out. That's why they don't do double headers on Saturday, typically, or a double header on Sunday. It's because, well, if you start one game at noon and you're scheduling the other game to start at three fifteen, nope. the fans of the three fifteen game are are you know spitting bullets because the game doesn't start on your network until four oh five because that game was a thirteen to eleven game with eighteen pitching changes, and some pitcher that just kept pitching, he kept throwing over to first and he couldn't throw a strike and everything was a three, two count. And I mean, I'm not criticizing college baseball, but I mean, that's, that's part of the problem with it. And, and you're right. Softball's like, boom, boom, boom. There, there goes the first inning into the second. And it's just, it's quick. And it's one of the reasons that the women's yeah, college world series gets, they get great ratings. Yeah. And, we, and we're not at a point yet oh, yeah. for that to have NIL capabilities to the extent that we're talking about, but no, I mean, it, it's, if you're buying stock, that's where you buy it. There's, yeah. there's no doubt about that. Yeah. But one last thing about the baseball, uh, sure. we lost our one arm. What about uh, I've been seeing this uh, Twitter thing about this one kid throwing ninety three or whatever it's supposed to be a great arm. You think he's going to make it to us? Is he going to be here this year? Uh, I'm not sure. You'd have to give me a name to tell me who you're talking about. Um, from this, I have, have to look it up. From the current team, I mean, I think the, the name everybody needs to know is Grayson Saunier, the uh, the the freshman out of Memphis. He's probably going to be the Saturday guy if Mike is comfortable with the. Newcomer being on Saturday behind Elliott, and from a straight stuff standpoint, it's 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 higher quality already than Hunter's is. Obviously, Hunter's a competitor and somebody who's actually done it with the lights on at the highest level. But no, Sonia is your guy that you're uh, that that you're ready to see. And then they've got a couple of their big time arms. I mean, J T Quinn was hitting ninety eight in the fall. Um, they've got some guys in the mid to upper nineties. So it's look losing mallets is a huge blow. I I, I can't emphasize that enough. It is, it is tremendously um, painful for them to be without him. Riley Maddox, obviously out for the year as well after having Tommy John at the end of last season, but a lot of young arms. I mean, if you're just, again, it's going to be kind of a fun year because there's not the crap. It's just going to be a baseball season and you can watch the young kids and watch them develop and kind of see what happens because it doesn't matter. Um, That's not true. I'm just telling you, there's going to be some angst. There's, there's the, the first. I'm telling you, the first when time they that, open league, they open league play at Vanderbilt. I think. Well, if they lose on that yeah, Friday yeah, yeah, night, yeah. I'm starting the Fire Bianco thread. I'm just telling you, I'm going to do it myself. We're going to get this thing going. We're we're going to, by God, we're going to force that storyline this year. The some, kid who threw against the Ole Miss somehow, and, somehow. And, and Hoover is going to face Hunter Elliott that night, and we'll hey, we'll hey, see what happens. I mean, you better get it done, Hunter, because otherwise, otherwise, hot board's coming out on Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> come on now. All right, hey, I appreciate you guys. I enjoy watching the show every night. I, I sit down and watch the YouTube version. I also listen to it on truck on the way back, just in case I miss something. Man, oh. we appreciate you. All Thank right. you. Appreciate that. Yeah, have a great night. All right. Everybody should double yeah. dip. That'd be great. Thanks. <laughs> kind of. 
kind of having this conversation while we're in between calls, but just to finish that thought about the employee thing, a couple of the ones that could pop out to the top of my head is a, it's a title nine issue that I don't know how you get around. And then that's the athletic department figuring out salaries for all these different people. It's all this doing this stuff. It puts the university's 5013C in danger where no longer are you doing some of the charitable givings and things because it's, it's, it's all taxed. Yeah. It's all employee based. What is the chair? You know, what is the, what is the thing where you're getting the, the, the tax benefits from donating to those things? It's just, it's a corporation. It's the, it's the start again, start long way, long way, long way off. It's the start to, does something happen where this is just either some sort of lease program for football teams to universities or, are universities only the major sports and everything else becomes some sort of club team run by the university in some way where they have to separate because yeah. it changes up. It's, it's a thousand different things. Hey, who do we have, Carl? Hey, guys. This is Austin. Hey, Austin. What's up? Oh, not much, guys. How, how are you guys doing? Oh, we're great. Man, I'm glad Man, I'm glad to hear that. So I got a quick question, but before I get to it, I just wanted to reiterate, even though I know it's already been said, just to – Continued prayers for the Bulldog family. I know a couple of beat riders and trainers, and I even know a couple of football players that are that are really taking this really hard, but nobody more so than the family. So just wanted to reiterate, we're still praying for them. We're still thinking about them. I know you guys are too. Just wanted to say that. And uh, appreciate you guys. Uh, all y'all have met to me personally over the year. I just one of the I'm being 100 percent honest, and I know I know you guys will probably blush or roll your eyes. It's fair to do either one, but one of the coolest blessings of the entire year for me has been y'all's content. Finding y'all's content, y'all have been awesome. I appreciate all the I appreciate all the work y'all do. Really do. Thank so you. So on that, I had to say that because I had to, I had to say that because because you know weeks like the, weeks like this week, you know you're you're reminded of what's really important and. Really appreciate all you guys do, and really, I'm serious. Found you guys during the World Series run, and you guys uh-huh. have been just awesome. I've listened every single day. Appreciate Thank that. you. Appreciate that very much. So, man, that, man, no problem. So, I, I, I promised to add a question, so I'm gonna get to it. Uh, I want to ask both of you this. Uh, I was talking with my father about it because my dad was at the UCF game last night. I was at church. I had to miss it, and first thing I do when I get out of church is I, I realize that I see the memes all over Instagram that we're down 21 to, 21 to nothing before we can even look up and see the scoreboard. So <laughs> I have to I have to ask uh, it both of you, and I know this is such an impossible question, but let's say hypothetically Keith Carter came to both of you today and said, guys, fix our basketball program, wave the magic wand, but you only get one thing. You're, you get one, you get one, way to fix it what what would be your piece of advice about how to fix the basketball program at Ole Miss and you can you can say it as simply as you'd like or go, go into detail but obviously this ain't working so what would y'all do what would be your advice well I mean, if it's a genie in the bottle I just need an IL and I'll figure it out yeah that, that that's it um I grew up in Ruston Louisiana in the 80s they had a basketball team there they had a player uh, a small forward named Carl Malone he was surrounded by some other people. I remember their names. I was I was in middle school, junior high, and I loved that team. They were amazing. It was Carl Malone, Willie Simmons, Rennie Bailey, Wayne Smith, just some dudes. In other words, I just named a bunch of guys that were not Carl Malone. NBA Hall of Famers. They had one great player. That's the thing about basketball, unlike 
football where one great player, like Quinshawn Judkins is a great player. Ole Miss is not playing in the playoffs. Uh, Carl Malone took Louisiana Tech to the Sweet 16, and they lost at Old Reunion Arena in Dallas to Wayman Tisdale in Oklahoma by one point in OT in the Sweet 16. In basketball, you just need one great player and then some dudes around him, and that's a great player. Or you can have a handful of really good players. It's frankly the quicker fix. If you just so the answer to the question would be, I don't know, one point five to two million dollars a year in NIL, and I think I can figure it out. Right. I'm, I'm gonna go get a couple of really good players or one great player and a couple of good players, and we're gonna go see what happens. I mean, it's it's frankly the quicker fix than any of the other sports. Like I can't go I don't know what I don't know what the market in baseball is, but I mean I would I would I would guess at this point it's getting more expensive. But if I had a million dollars a year in baseball NIL, I could buy some players, but can I buy an entire team? Probably not. I still gotta have some things go my way. Um like I said, a million dollars in football is not getting me very far, but a million dollars in basketball, one point five million in basketball and NIL and I, I can get some dudes. I mean, I think Ole Miss's basketball NIL right now is like fifty grand. I mean, it's just I knew it was bad, but it's, it's not enough to compete. And so you can you can blame Kermit if you want. And and, and look, he's not above all blame. Don't get me wrong. This is not me defending him at all. I, I, not not any. I like Kermit a lot. That being said, I mean, you know, you can criticize his offense. You can you can criticize his coaching style. I, if, I mean, I, I think sometimes he uses the bench too much as a detriment, but that's just my one guy's opinion, and I could be wrong. But would it help? Would Kermit's team look better if he had better players? Sure. Would it be easier to get better players if he had more money to get them? Yes. So it, let's, and I always say this, and Chase knows where I'm going with this. Let's say you decide to move on from Kermit Davis, whether it's now or in a year or in four years. The moment you fire him, the moment you fire him, it's not his fault anymore. Now you got to go fix right. it. Now you got to go fix it. You can't keep going, well, you know, if only. Nope, nope, nope. Uh-uh. Nope. You got to go fix it. Like the moment Auburn fired Brian Harson, it's not his fault anymore. You fired him. So now you got to go fix it. Whatever it is, it, those that's the deal. So when you... When you take a step back from it and go, okay, well, we got rid of Kermit Davis. Now what? You know, you got rid of Andy Kennedy. Now what? There were people that were like, Andy, you know, Andy doesn't do this. Andy doesn't do that. Well, now what? I mean, what's it been four years? And you look back and you're like, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure it's been fixed. And so I, Andy, right. a- Andy's won a bunch of games at UAB. Kermit won a bunch of games at Middle Tennessee before he got to Ole Miss. I'm not sure that it's a coaching thing. I think it's a player thing. Absolutely. I'm I'm really I'm really tired of uh, and I'll be I'll be quick I'll be brief because that was really all I had. But you know I'm I'm very I, I think I speak on behalf I know I speak on behalf of a lot of us when I say I'm just I'm really tired of of basketball being the redheaded stepchild of the athletic program. It feels like and I just. I don't, you know what? I don't, I don't think it's of the, of the, of the athletics program though. There's too many people over there. I think Chase will vouch for this. There's too many people over there who love basketball. The the AD played basketball. 
There are people over there who Absolutely. who love basketball. I think it's I think it's a fan. And the current roster has some NIL deals that have some substance to them. We're talking about like what's there to go get. I mean, yeah, that's kind of the more scary part here is you know, look, it's not Duke or North Carolina or something. Don't get me wrong, but there's some legitimate NIL deals on this basketball team, and yet it just doesn't look. Other than Morell, I think there's a couple, but I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, Matt's obviously on some stuff. But, yeah, um, right. I, they got to make it cool again, and the only way to do that is to be competitive through a season. I mean that. that yeah, it's got to be that, fun. That. It's got to be fun for the students. The students have to go and have a good time. It has to be entertaining, and then you've got to figure out a way to get people in the building. And look, as much, I'm not criticizing. I know it's a. It's an, I know it's been a seven year joke or whatever about ever. They need to move that. I don't care how you do it. Auburn does it, so figure it out. You got to need to move the cameras. Yeah, it needs to be faced the other way. Just do it. Right. Face the student I, again. I know it. I, I know. I know it's expensive. I, so I, I, what? I've talked to people. I know. I know. Gotta I spend know. money to make money. They don't need to show the premium seats where nobody sits on them. It, it's a problem. You don't need to show right. the old people sitting there as opposed to showing the students going crazy. Absolutely. I watch when I watch I mean, a college I, basketball game. I want to see student sections. They're fun. I mean, look at the way Florida's image shot. Look, look at that. I mean, I mean, you can see it. It's it's in your face and it's intimidating. It looks cool, and I just I just using them. I mean, look at Rupp, same thing. And I mean, I was at the game. Now I know it's December, and I know students are gone and everything. But I was at the game last Saturday, and I mean, this this is a weekend game where there's nothing else going on. There's really not there's really nothing in town that would take your attention away. And if they had if they had twenty five hundred people in the building, I'd be surprised. And it's just, and unfortunately, like you say, well, that's a, that's a, that's a non-conference game. Last year I went to conference games that they'd be lucky if they had 2000. I'm just speaking in hypothetical numbers, but you know what I mean? Um, I, I agree with you. They have to find a way to get people in the building. And the only way you really do that is be competitive. And this team just doesn't look like they're built for the long haul in league play. I just nothing I've seen says that yet. Who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Hey, thanks but, for the uh, call, guys. I appreciate. I appreciate yep. the time. I really do appreciate it. Thank you. Thank guys. you. Thank you. Yeah, the other thing I need to Google is how to keep the, all the phone stuff quiet in the back. I, I I was already looked. I can tell you how to kill at least the beeps when we get done. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I found. We'll that. learn. Yeah. It's all good. Oh yeah, it's fine. It is quieter than Skype. It's a better. It's it's a lot of pushing as you're having to do. But hey, who do we have? Oh, they hung up. Had a second ago, still seven nothing. Forty ers over the Seahawks. Five oh one to go. Second quarter. In that one, uh, Seahawks have third and eight on the San Francisco 20, so they have at least a field goal opportunity coming up in a second, assuming no turnover there. 49ers 9-4, Seahawks 7-6 and six on the uh, on the season. Niners feel scary. Seahawks are good. They're not title good, but they're good. They've G- been a fun story because we thought they were going to suck. Yeah, Geno Smith's done well. Your Golden Knights are up one nothing on the Blackhawks at the end of the first period. My Golden Knights. Uh-huh. Yes. 
They've been fun because of how quickly they became very competitive. It's been a cool atmosphere in Vegas with them. Yeah, I'm excited to go to a game. I'm having issues suddenly. I don't really know what what happened. It's not wanting me to. I'm gonna have to like get out of it and then go back into it. What's wrong? Uh, it's not letting me answer calls all of a sudden. Oh really? Yeah. Not really. Not really sure exactly what the deal is, but it's suddenly not letting me answer calls. So I'm doing something wrong. Do you want to just like swipe up and kill it, and then? Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, come back in. Yeah. Where'd you say you're flying through tomorrow? Detroit. Feels out of the way. <laughs> just a little. Just a little. <laughs> don't know that that's... I mean, I don't really understand, but that's what happened. Okay. On the way back, it's through Saint, uh, through Salt Lake City. Everything else is through Salt Lake City. So if, if I go I go through Salt Lake City... I know like you're being times. careful, but is there is, is there any kind of food that is popular when you're going? Or is there any kind of meal or anything? I mean, is it, if, I mean... In Vegas? Well, I guess that's true. You're going to Vegas first. But it, like... What's what's the deal in in Idaho? Don't say potatoes. Like, what's the? Is there anything? It's a good question. I, the, I don't know. There, there's several places that look good. Like, there's Italian. There's a lot of German influence there, apparently. Which makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I'm about to have to. Uh, I'm going to turn this iPad off and then turn it back on. I don't really know what happened. But clearly something did. <clears throat> Reading from the internet here that uh, outsiders may think Idaho's best-known dish is the potato, but ask most Idahoans to name the state's signature dish, and they'll you'll hear finger steaks. It's battered deep-fried beef strips. I mean, beef deep-fried, sure. It's not going to suck. No. It's going to be all right. <laughs> <laughs> See, the, my problem with something like that is that means three o'clock on the three o'clock in the morning on a treadmill, and so it, it's just it's not worth it. And for anybody rolling their eyes, he will get an actual physical reaction and mental re like yeah. He, he will. I mean, I can't help it. I don't mean he to. will feel guilty about it. Yeah, I don't. I don't mean for it to turn me into a psychopath. It just does. It's not a. It's not something I. It's not a conscious decision that I make. To hey, I'm going to freak out here. I mean, if I could. If I could be a little more laid back about it, I would. It's it's not it's just one of those things. I looked up ten things that Idaho has uh is is staple foods or things you know, I guess common to them or signature dishes or whatnot. Um Idaho does uh seventy percent of all farm raised trout in the country. Oh yeah. Including the Idaho Ruby Red Trout. These boneless fillets are pan broiled and served with wild rice and seasonal vegetables and been brushed with house smoked roasted red pepper butter. A delicious and heart healthy dish, great for lunch or dinner. Hmm. So in Boise. Are apparently. you a trout person? Yeah, I like trout. I like trout too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh beef tongue is a Boise thing. Nah, I'm good. The organ meats and stuff, not really. Not tongue. really. Not my thing. Um Huckleberry milkshakes. What is that? I'm looking, trying to figure that out. Uh, they're known for their huckleberries, which are similar in flavor to blueberries. Um, Idaho state fruit can be found at Victor Emporium, 
and they serve up delicious shakes with these juice, juicy berries. Be huh. sure to find plenty of huckleberry ice cream as well as huckleberry pies. Okay. Um, All right, hang on. I'm getting you. Hold on. It's just being weird on me. I haven't figured it's not it out. Is not working? Well, it's working. I just, hang on, caller, real quick. I'm, I've got to fix something here. We're learning this system, learning this system as we go. What's interesting about the beefsteak things is that it's still, they say it's still pink on the inside, like served medium rare, that even though it's deep fried and looks like almost like a chicken strip, um, inside it's a, it's, it's still, it's still medium rare, maybe into medium. Here we go. All right, caller, what's going on? Hey, caller, go ahead. Hey, how you doing, Zach from Memphis? Hey, Zach, what's up? Uh, not too much. Uh, two questions. One for Chase. Chase, how much NIL, I mean, I'm not asking for figures from, from Ole Miss, but is it affecting draft and some of the kids going out of high school with the NIL right now? I mean, are, are there numbers that are that significant that kids are coming to college as opposed to going in the draft? Not in the top couple rounds for sure i mean yeah you're a mid-level guy i mean 100 if you get the same money and go to college too why would you not do that i mean even if it gets into the hundreds of thousands yeah maybe but like i mean you know there's like talk about you know connor griffin or whatever and if if, if a major league team is going to pay some kid 3.2 million dollars over yeah i mean i mean frankly i want to yeah. see a college baseball team pay nil of 3.2 million dollars so i can laugh at them and go okay you're you're you we've all lost our damn minds they're though. not even this making is, that for a year so yeah yeah this is all this is yeah yeah good point yeah you're you're paying the one kid more than the entire sports budget is for the year or so, something. I mean, like, so okay. maybe yeah. maybe the 12th round kid right oh sure but but you know but that already had kind of worked its way out because baseball guys would like Chase, you're more of an expert on this than I am, but the baseball clubs, they, they know what a kid's asking price is. They don't typically draft him and then go, hey, what would it take? It's kind of like the tampering portal. They they go to the kid. The kid usually has a representative, which is essentially an agent. It is. And and you know, they say, Hey, what what's yeah. his what's his price? And if the price is seven hundred and fifty thousand or if it's one point five million, they make a decision about whether to take the kid and when to take the kid, and they can do all the slotting stuff. So I mean the, the 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 short answer to your question, and Chase answered it this way, is no. Yeah. Well, the other question that I have, well, it's really more of an opinion, and I wanted to get y'all's take on it. What about an incentive based situation with the NIL right now? Something that has more to do with the kids' production as opposed to just giving them money to come play. Well, technically, you're not allowed to do that. That being said, it's basically already that way. Um, just look at look at uh, Quinshawn Judkins. I mean, he's going to get a whole lot more. Well, obviously, yeah, obviously, something like that for sure are getting, are getting it. But I'm talking about just in general, like incentives as, as opposed like bonuses, as opposed to just giving the kids money for just coming to your school. Like if you have a certain amount of yards or if you have a certain amount of catches or touchdowns or whatever else, just more incentive-based. Just I, if you said it's illegal, it's illegal. But 
I just there's got to be something better than what we're doing right now. It just can't last. We can't last. I mean, it's going to take regulation, but we're just not. No, nobody is stepping up to do that. And if anything, it's getting even looser. I mean, you know, at least in theory for a long time, and it's, some of this is depending on state, which is also a convoluted mess because it depends what state you're originating out of with the contract <laughs> to what, what, what matters. But there's not even necessarily the quid pro quo required anymore. It's not even like, hey, do this and then do the commercial or do this and then do the podcast or whatever it is that you're doing. It's we just have the ability to do that and have your rights if we want to. Well, hell, now we're just completely doing pay for play. You know what I mean? Like, there's not we're, we're not even faking it at the moment. I mean, because when this thing first came out, the old way. Well, yeah, when when this thing first came out, nil was hey, look, it's all about market value, and we're going to create systems to figure out what market value. No, well, a there's no there hasn't so been a market long enough. System. Yeah, exactly. It's it's impossible. I mean. I mean yeah, the, the market value is what somebody is willing to pay you. I'm of the opinion that this is going to destroy college football. I really, I really, if they can't fix this soon, and I don't think they have that much time to fix it. I mean, this it's scary to me that, I mean, as a fan, I, I'm getting to where I, I don't even want to watch. And that's very frustrating because I love college football. But it's it, – maybe I'm only one feeling this way, but I just do not see how this can – sustain two or three more years i really don't i mean i think it can sustain that long but i do think it's just a slow methodical chip away until something changes and look it's still real it's still really new it's kind of what i keep telling myself as i understand that today it doesn't look like there's some drastic change or today it doesn't look like whatever but it's still an it's, it's infancy i mean there's time to everybody to take a breath take a step and figure out what makes sense but the problem, as I said earlier, is just simply the train is still moving that other direction because when we're having conversations about what if we get to a point to where athletes and, and schools are doing employment contracts and collective bargaining, the money just doesn't work like that. It, the, 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 there's not the money inside these departments to collective bargain through. The you know These collectives yeah. that are doing NIL deals, that's not university salary. I mean, it's just, it's so many different deals from that way that it just doesn't quite make sense. You know, I, I, I have hope that it, it calms down and this thing settles in some way, but no, we're not, we're not there right now. I mean, and I don't think this is up to Congress to fix. I think this is up to to college football to find a way to fix it itself. Yeah. Well, thank y'all for what y'all do real quick. Last thing, Chase, what do you think that baseball this year? Regional hosting a regional uh 16 and 14 or 17 and 17 and 13 which will get them a one of the one of the last four spots of a regional host sure yeah somewhere between 13 and 16 national seat i can live with that as long as we're not talking about fire and bianco i'll be fine with that you will not be talking about fire and mike i mean 16 and 14 i'll be leading that charge ridiculous and torches Well, y'all have a good night. I mean, guys. I'm going to tell you Thank what, you, listen, you start letting a Thank program you. take steps back, and next thing you know, you're accepting mediocrity. Well, that's an improvement. They didn't They didn't get there this year. They were 14 and 16. I'm talking, you know, look, you've been to Omaha, you've won it. So anything less than that is taking a step back. That's what's wrong with people of your generation. Y'all just, you accept mediocrity so well. Know a lot about this new linebacker that's committed? Uh, good player. 
committed. 52 tackles at Central Florida this past year. I mean, they've had been, five against Tulane in the uh, conference championship game. They've been reliant on transfer portal linebackers the last couple of years. They've got to replace them, and that's one. His best game this year was against SMU. Nine tackles, eight of those solos against the Mustangs, a 41-19 win for UCF. Hey, who do we have? Hey, y'all, it's Mark. Hey, Mark. Hey. What's so, up? up here in Columbus, we've got Ohio State. You got Up here in Columbus, you got Ohio State crying poverty on NIL. It's just hilarious. I've They're seen that. They're a mess, man. Like, big-time mess. They're crying poverty. Now, granted, they just signed the top – Top two top players committed for 2024, but yeah, they're crying poverty over it. And I did hear something interesting today from somebody related to Ohio City Hills. The whole idea was to get these players a piece of the pie, but instead of giving them a piece of the pie, they decided to go create a whole new pie. So instead of giving them a piece of this hundred million dollars that every school is getting every year, they're just going outside that. Why aren't they getting that money? Because that money goes to pay for everything else in these athletic programs. Yeah, that, that, all the all the fat in these athletic programs. If you look at them everywhere, you've got you've got the director of this and an assistant director of this, and you've got so many people that are that are in these departments. And then you've got well, the other sports. And then you've got this was getting ready to go to. You've got other sports that, frankly, if this were a business, the first thing you would do is you would shut those sports down. But, it's where it's not functional is nobody nobody's taking into account that this is not one sport with only money going to that one sport. It's why the employee thing doesn't work because you can't get into collective bargaining or employment contracts because you're yeah, you're paying for men's tennis. You're paying for whatever. You're not it's not just football or even just football and basketball where that's the money and you're only taking care of those sports. I mean it would be like the Cubs not only having their payroll, but their owner having to also pay for the soccer team that he owns out of that too. You know, and it's like, you know, crunky with the Rams. Is that the reason Swanson hasn't signed yet? What, oh, well, there you go. What are we doing here? Maybe so. But you know my point. I mean, it's the same thing. It's, hey, I got this one pot, but, you know, the, the, the owner of the Rams is not having to pay for all of his other teams out of that one pot too. Well, that's what an athletic department's doing. It's not just one team or two teams. It's the whole freaking place with one real revenue generator having to do all the rest of it, and their players are the ones wanting a little piece of the pie. Well, they're producing pie that goes everywhere else to feed the whole village. And a place like Ohio State that has 36, 36 varsity sports. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, mean look, look, at, 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 at Ole Miss, right, if you were a business, you'd have a football program. You'd have a men's basketball program, and at Ole Miss, you'd have a baseball program. You'd shut everything else down. At some places, a lot of places, you would immediately kill the you'd immediately kill the baseball program. In addition, you would just be football and men's basketball, and then at the like some places, you would just run a men's basketball program. You'd shut everything else down. I mean, it just doesn't. It's it like Chase said, it doesn't work. I mean, the people that are trying to turn them into employees and stuff don't they. Those are also the crazy people that don't understand the reality. They have no business sense at all. They don't understand this is this is not a capitalist venture. And keep in mind, Ohio State people don't believe that Ohio State's ever, ever given an athlete an extra benefit. 
they're totally holy. They sign top five classes every year. Well, then they're stupid. Then they're stupid. Stop. I mean, <laughs> the kid, the kid from Florida that goes to Ohio State got paid. I mean, everybody's everybody pays. It, yeah. Everybody pays. That's no, uh, Neil, they, they, they that's, see that script Ohio one time. That no. aren't you going go out there and do script Ohio in the diet of the eye? And just say, yeah, play my college football there for free. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I have no patience for those people. I mean, come on. I mean, they recruit all the same kids Alabama and Georgia does. Alabama and Georgia don't get them all. You get some of them too. What you just, they went there for free? Come on. But yeah, they're they're a mess, man. Total mess. Like people are like because we've been talking for a month about old Mrs. NIL situation. They're a disaster up here, like panic city. Gene Smith's getting on there begging for money, and like it's crazy. Uh, Ohio State, you'd think they'd be flush with it, but they're not. What do y'all think about the playoff? Who you like? Um, I like Michigan big, and I think I like Georgia pretty big. Yeah. I think I think Georgia absolutely exposes Ohio State. I don't think the game's going to be competitive. I can't wait for it. I think Georgia's going to win. The whole thing. I, I think Georgia's going to win the whole thing again, and we're going to have to start having a conversation about Georgia being the new Alabama because I think they kind of are. Absolutely, I think because even recruiting, they've got whatever they need. Well, he's it's the reason Alabama's taking a step back is yeah. because Georgia's taking seven or eight kids a year that normally would go to Alabama. Seven times four is twenty-eight. It's a lot of players. Yeah. All right, y'all. Thanks. And uh, the new sound sounds fantastic on both the podcast and the YouTube stream. Appreciate that. Really buddy. sounds good. Thank you. All right. Talk to you later. Thanks, later. Mark. <clears throat> All right. We're going to wrap there. Ole Miss has a uh, football recruit uh, commitment we just talked about. There's some other recruiting stuff that I need to get to. There's a football story that I need to write. It's 835, so I'm running out of time to do those things. Uh, we will have this show for you in podcast form on Friday. We've got a uh, Monday podcast that's already pretty much done. Chase has to package it, but it, uh, Ben Mintz will join us. Uh, Denson Holland will join. Denson Hollis, Hollis will join us. I meant Hollis will join us on uh, Monday. Uh, Chase and Brian Rippey, I think, is the plan. We'll uh, have a Tuesday podcast for you. We never do a signing day podcast. We won't do one this year either. That's on Wednesday. I don't expect a whole lot of drama or anything with signing day, but uh, we'll we'll bring that uh, we'll bring that to you on Wednesday, and then we'll see what happens the rest of the week with um, podcast and stuff. We might do one on Thursday, the twenty second, and then shut it down, or we might just shut it down. So uh, we'll see. Uh, thanks to you guys for uh, <laughs> Chase. You don't have FOMO. No, I'm You're good? completely good. Yeah, I figured, yeah, yeah. You, I, figured you, right. I figured you might be. Again, our thanks to Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating for making uh, this show uh, possible each and every week. Uh, again, we'll be back with you guys on uh, Monday in audio form. So uh, thanks for uh, all the kind words and stuff. We'll try to get some recruiting to you here over the next uh, few days as we get ready for signing day. And again, a reminder that the transfer portal is not part of signing day. It is not uh, affected necessarily by December the 21st. So uh, for Chase, I'm Neil. That does it for uh, this edition of Hand Raise Guys, the Oxford Exxon podcast. Until next time, take care. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. 
Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.